welcome in my next guest. So let's not waste any time because I could talk to her for a while. I mean, she's a fascinating lady, and that would be Melanie Mosley with the White Haven Republican Party, a good friend of Todd and mine. Good morning and welcome to the morning show. Good morning and thank you for having me. Well, first of all, we've gotten quite a bit of feedback on our Black History Month vignettes. Okay. And people are really enjoying them. We've been sharing stories, Mm -hmm. as you're well aware of, of strong black Republicans, Mm -hmm. past and present. You've got people like, I mean, the list goes on, um, George Washington Lee, a prominent black soldier, a Republican leader from Memphis, all the way up to Condoleezza Rice. Right, right. And so you are the title sponsor behind those. Why did you think it was important to highlight some of these fantastic stories? Because, as you stated, um, some of these great um, African-American or black people that have been in our country, they have done an incredible job. And they are also Republican. And it kind of teaches or, you know, gives a message of this is what the Republican Party is all about. Mm-hmm. Whether you're black or white, we can unite and make America great. You know, it was interesting. I was reading down through the story of Condoleezza Rice, mm-hmm. and she said that her father mm-hmm. walked away from the Democrat Party um, because they would not welcome him in. Mm-hmm. This being back in the early, it was like 30s, 40s, back in there. She said that decision greatly influenced her leading her to serve for a Republican president. And she is a strong Republican to this day. I think there's a lot of misinformation, if I can use that word, that Democrats now use to slander Republicans as that they are the racist party. But if you actually open the history books, Mm -hmm. it couldn't be further from the truth. Exactly, exactly. And um, as you stated, Condoleezza served under um, Bush Mm one and then... She was such a she did such a great job that she served under Bush too. And so it wasn't a fact that she was Republican or Democrat. She was very good at her job and she was very passionate at the, you know, about what she did. So she made a great difference mm-hmm. in our history. You mentioned the word unite as opposed to divide us, which is not the case in District Nine, which covers both you and I. Yes. You know, some of our listeners are lucky. They are in District um, 8. And I love living downtown. (laughs) You love the Whitehaven area. But we, uh, I I could do better with my representation in the halls of Congress. We share a congressman, Congressman Steve Cohen. Comes out after watching the Super Bowl melody. And his takeaway was that more Super Bowl fans did not stand for, not the national anthem, but the black national anthem though he used a very different word um and we're not even going to get into the full tweet but he said not a pretty picture of a super bowl crowd very very few stood for the lift every voice and sing and goes on to talk about the black national anthem a lot of people are saying that is not uniting the country mr cohen it is dividing it So, in my opinion, um, whether the person stood or not, it was irrelevant for me. Um, what he should have gotten on that national platform and talked about in his district, that there was a man committing mayhem. Wow. And eight people were shot and one was killed. That's what he should have got on that platform and asked about what can we do to keep our uh, community safe, District 9. Wow. And how many... Um, 
murders and carjacking and things like that have happened in his district. But you talk about people who have a choice of whether they want to stand or not for the Negro National Anthem. Is that all you have to talk about? Is that what's on your, that's your main concern? That's exactly what I was thinking when I saw that. I mean, how tone deaf. We heard nothing from this congressman, as Never. you pointed out. And this is, this is true, right? Never. It's Never. not just this case. Never. Um, he needs to be, instead of pandering to a small subset of progressives in this country, because like you pointed out, most Americans, most Memphians believe that there is one national anthem. But instead of pandering, he should have been listening to this carjacking victim. She was a mom of two in yes. Whitehaven yes. when this unfolded. Take a listen, cut 15. Next thing I know, within two, three minutes, I heard gunshots. He put a gun to my head and told me to give me, to give him my car or he was going to kill me. And he told me if I called the police on him that he was going to kill me. But I just put my phone in my jacket so he wouldn't see me on the phone to try to save me and my kid's life. I mean, it's getting scary out here. It's sad. People can't even I go to church and try to do positive things. Ah. Heartbreaking. That is. And it, and if you didn't address that or you didn't have any concerns for this um, parent, because from what I understand, and, I, and it, it, it is heartbreaking. It kind of makes you want to cry because here she is. She's at church. She's doing all the right things. She's doing bringing right her thing. children. Mm-hmm. But then, you 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 know, that, and that should be traumatizing because I think if I'm, I'm mistaken, she told her children to get out and run. And now here he is telling her, well, I'm going to kill you. Um, you know, just... <laughs> I it's, can't even describe. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate because that could have been preventable. And of course, we're talking about the 20 year old that will go in front of a judge today. Yeah. He's been in front of judges multiple times. Yes. He just gets released back mm-hmm. out onto the streets. We dealt, detailed this in the first hour. He was released back in 2022 on recognizance back out 24 hours. Then a year later, December 2023. He was charged with attempted first-degree murder. Attempted. These are not small things, Melanie. Right. He was supposed to go in front of a judge on Friday. He was released on a ten or a one hundred thousand dollar bond. He mm-hmm. had to post ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He didn't show up. Mm-mm. He was out on Sunday shooting up people across the city. Right. So the question now is. When will enough be enough? Because elections have consequences, and we didn't get here overnight. Exactly. We have been controlled by people with destructive policies. Mm-hmm. So when will people walk away? So I'm in a process now, and I'm thinking about people have to, you have to re, re-engineer, and I'm using that word, your mind, mm-hmm. because what you have been doing is not working. You can go to that ballot and because you recognize that name and you can vote for that person. But what has that person done for you? How has that person served your community? It takes someone outside of our community, Senator Brent Taylor, to say enough is enough. As a senator and as a member of the, um, I think, the crime, this is what I'm going to do. And, I mean, he has gone in there and he's been fighting and uh trying to for the uh, community to make our community safe. One person, but he's not a representative of Memphis, but he cares so much about us, and he's a GOP. Yeah, yeah, he's a Republican, a strong Republican. It would be really nice, and that's why, you know, Todd, we talk about this a lot on this show. We're so proud of what you're doing with the Whitehaven Republican Party. You launched it, what, last year? Last year in July, July last 2023. Year. 
Um, it's great to see what you're doing, but we need everybody on board. We really do. Especially at a time of heightened crime. Right. It is an opportunity. We're not taking advantage of this. Mm-hmm. We're just saying it doesn't have to be this way. Correct. People like Brent Taylor will be on ballots mm-hmm. and they're doing something. Correct. And what has the other side or what? And it's not just Democrats. It is oftentimes two Republicans. What have they been doing for the last 50, 60 years? Nothing. Right. And that's kind of how we are here now. <laughs> because, yeah. you know. Okay. So I'm encouraged by this. I want to spend a second talking about your business, though. Because this is interesting. My sister is an accountant. Okay. And I respect accountants. And here's why. Um, I am not a math guy. Mm -hmm. I am not a budget guy. I fork all of that responsibility onto my sister's plate. She somehow has the mind and a spreadsheet. Within five minutes, she understands what I need to do in the next month to pinch my pennies and what not to do, what not to spend your money on. That's what you do over at your tax service company. Correctly. And so what I say, you know, I look like at a person's financial statement or their balance sheet, and I call it, eyeball it. And I look at it, and I say, hey, this is where you need to cut corners. This is where you can save money, and this is what's going to get you in trouble. How long have so you been So it's kind of like a gift. I've, well, I've been in accounting. Um, I graduated from Lamar and on with my degree in accounting. My bachelor's, then I went to uh, Christian Brothers and received my master's in accounting. Oh, wow. So I've been doing this for over 20 years. Over 20 years. It's, it's, it's do you enjoy what I like it? to do. Well, you actually enjoy it. I really do. You and, must. And the way I got started was I had filed my taxes, <laughs> and um, I was receiving a refund. And then I received this letter back, and they told me that you had filed your taxes wrong, and you owe us like $6,000, wow. and I almost fell out. So I kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. I was trying to figure this out and found out that they had uh, transposed my Social Security number, whoever keyed the information in, so it was the wrong data. But if I hadn't kept fighting and trying to fit back into it and figure out what, it, you know, what was going on, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to say. Yeah, wow. Okay, so you guys have to check out Mosley Tax and Accounting Service. It stresses me out. Taxes do every single time it comes up. So you don't have to be stressed. Just bring it to the best. Our friends over at Mosley Tax and Accounting Service, Melanie, is going to help you. Real quick, do you want to stick around for a phone call? Sure. All right, let's go to the phone line real quick. Frank calling in from Memphis. Frank, you're on the air with Melanie and me. What is on your mind? Good morning, man. Good morning, Melody. How you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Steve Cohen, that, about people that stand for the national anthem. We call it the Black National Anthem. But I don't think he explained that why we had that song. Back in the day, I'm 79 years old. I finished high school in Mississippi, never attended anybody college anywhere. Yes, sir. And that song, we used to have to do the pledge when we go to school every morning before the Pledge of Allegiance. After that, we sang, lift every voice and sing to inspire people. Because there was a lot of places during this time back in the 50s. I was born in 1944. There's a lot of places were shut down to us. We couldn't go. So that was a song that we had for us. Just It's kind of lift up song. Right. To make you get out and do, not sit around and gripe about you were being held back. Mm-hmm. And all that. That really what the song means. Well, that's every voice. It just said, it just didn't say my voice. Just every voice. That's correct. And Mr. Frank, 
Um, you're correct. Yes, I attended yes, um I attended Father Bertrand um school when I was um coming up, and you're right. We we yes, did the uh, flag, and then we did the um Black National Anthem. So and it did. It gave us a, a sense of pride, a sense of um, you know, just being um happy about who you are, self confidence, and that's what it did to um me as far as um uh, singing that anthem. Well, Frank, yeah, thing that, but, 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 but we had to. It was a must that you do the pledge every morning before you start your day-to-day activity in school. I mean, your lesson. That was a must in the school I attend in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Those things I hadn't forgot. So, and, and this other thing uh, she made, but, and I kind of disagree with her, we don't want us to help us in these communities. We know what's going on in the community. We know the shooters in our community. I'm talking about the black community. Please hold up a minute, white people. People won't tell the police about these thugs going on. We don't want to call them thugs. We say, oh, they just boys and girls. Not if you're going around and shoot somebody. Ain't nothing good about you shooting somebody else. No compassion at all. I call them demons are demonic. Well, Miss, Mr. Frank, we agree. No, we agree. I, I call them the no, same anytime, thing. But people ain't telling it, though. People not telling You're right. You're the right. police begs every day for people to help them. The police can't solve all these crimes. It's going to take the community to help solve these crimes. These are our children. They're your sons, my son, your niece, my nephew. We know who committing these crimes. We know what the drug houses are in our community. You're not telling it. Steve Corn, ma'am, excuse me. He cannot help. He in Washington, D.C. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Frank, appreciate the call. I'll give Melanie the last word. Well, your elected constituents are there to serve you. So he can help. And at least if he doesn't do anything else, at least show concern and compassion for what's going on. Just like I just explained, you have a senator in another community that's reaching out to help us, and it's going to benefit Memphis because yeah. it's going to reduce crime. So, um, and, and the part where he said about demonic, I, I put it on your Facebook, the crime. You, you, I said, this exactly is not said. poverty. This is demonic. Wow. So we have no excuse from what that guy did. It was just pure demonic. Yeah. And I don't know him, and I don't know any killers out there, so I don't know who to tell the police. Uh, but I do want to commend uh, Memphis Police Department. They did an excellent job in getting him off those streets yeah. and putting him back behind bars. All right, Melanie Mosley. Live radio is fun, isn't it? <laughs> maybe, you'll, maybe you'll do a small job. It's, it's a good job. It's fun. Anything can happen, and we also appreciate Frank calling in this morning and adding his opinion on the morning show, which is exactly why it exists. Melanie, thanks for dropping by. Thank you for having me.